Welcome to another episode of Marketing 101 for Chiropractors, where we keep you ahead of the curve, attracting more new patients and growing your business. Now, here's your host, Dr. D himself. Hey everyone, welcome to another podcast of Marketing 101. Uh, this week, very special guest. She actually said yes to be on the show. I met her here locally in Tampa. Uh, Jacqueline is the founder of Connect Up Local, which is a networking group that I thought was absolutely fantastic being there. And in my history of uh, BNI and networking and everything I did to build my businesses, uh, Jacqueline kind of blew me away because she actually had a structure to the network and she was actually coaching while she was at the networking event, all the people that were going to join and she vets the people that come in. It was just a really good process. It reminded me of a good chiropractic clinic or a good dental clinic where they vet their patients and make sure they're going to listen, wear the braces, wear the, wear the sleep uh, apnea machine or whatever it is to make sure that their results are the best they possibly can. She does that with her networking group, which was really cool. So thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what you do. What's What makes a good networking group? Uh, well, I've been part of quite a few. Um, you had mentioned BNI. I had started in BNI. I was in there for 16 years. Um, I basically took my own group and took the good things from uh, BNI and kind of morphed them into what I felt uh, made it better. Um, so I took the good and left what I thought was not so good there. Um, and so with Connect Up Local, I, I, I've i mentioned it in the groups before and the meeting you were in, of course, I mentioned it too. If you're giving somebody the platform, that's just like your first your first step, right? So then you need to give them the tools to, to use to be good networkers, right? But if you're not teaching them how to use the tools, then it's kind of like giving a two-year-old a hammer and what are they going to do? <laughs> Most likely they're going to destroy something, right? But if you give a two-year-old a hammer and you teach them how to use it, by the time they become an adult and really uh, learn how to use it, they're probably going to build something constructive. So that was kind of my idea behind it and uh, definitely still keeping that small town kind of vibe uh, with it as you know, our area has grown exponentially in the last, I mean, definitely 20 years, but really the last five. I know you yourself had said you moved here pretty recently. Um, so it's kind of hard for new people coming into the area to kind of uh, migrate and intertwine their businesses with the people that have already been here with established relationships. So that's kind of where Connect Up Local started and uh, my, my vision with it. Great. Yeah. And I loved it. And you've done such a great job and you're rooted in the, in the community quite well. The thing that got me uh, to get you on the podcast was like, you have great tips on how to be a great networker. And there was even one uh, session I came to where you were talking about how people really ruin networking for themselves by not doing the right things. And uh, typically we define, you know, networking and social encounters as extroverts versus introverts, but it's not that simple. You can be a fantastic introverted networker uh, and a horrible extroverted networker uh, based on those, based on those principles. But what are the top few things that you think you can and shouldn't do to maximize your networking time? Uh, well, there's a couple things I can give you. First, I can tell you going on the introvert and extrovert thing. Uh, people don't believe me, but I am very much introverted. Uh, so networking and getting out and going to large crowds of people is not exactly my 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 forte, what I like to do. Uh, you know what I mean? I do enjoy it because I do enjoy teaching people. But I feel like, honestly, some of your best networkers are actually introverts because they go with a purpose. 
you know, they know what they're looking for and they go after it. Whereas sometimes, not always, I'll say, you'll hear me say sometimes and not always, uh, just to not put a, put a umbrella over a whole conversation, but um, your extroverts can, like you said, ruin a networking experience. You know, one of my biggest pet peeves is when you go into a room uh, to network and you have that person that just starts handing out business cards to everybody. You know, first off, business cards are not cheap, you know, so you're wasting a lot of your time because networking indirectly is relationship building. And if you don't have that foundation of a solid relationship, the chances of getting a client or a referral source from somebody that you're just handing a business card to an event are very slim to none. Does it happen? Yeah, sometimes it does, but not always. So I always tell people when you go into whether it's an event, whether it's a meeting, um, a party, you know, socials, anything like that, have kind of down in your mind what you want to accomplish with that. Um, and of course, always number one, I would say is the biggest to put your best foot forward, you know, portray who you want people to see. You know, if you're wanting people to see, you know, as you yourself as a chiropractor, you know, chiropractors, you know, you probably dress a little bit more on the casual side, you know what I mean? Not necessarily a suit per se, but what you would wear to work, you know, some people are like, oh yeah, I could see that, you know, I wouldn't show up in ripped jeans or anything like that, um, you know, unless that's profession based, you know, construction, yeah, you kind of expect that. Um, so definitely put your best foot forward um, is probably number one, I would say. I would always say uh, number two, probably best would be to prepare your elevator speech uh, or a 30 second, you know, something short and sweet that's going to get to the point of what you do. Um, always a good idea. I tell people um, like I myself am a hairstylist by trade. Right. So when people are like, oh, OK, so what is it that you do? And I tell them, well, I said I give women confidence through their looks or give somebody the appearance that they are looking for uh, for um you know, what, what they're looking for in life. And people are like, okay, well, all right. So that, that gets them intrigued by what I actually do instead of just saying, oh, but I, I do hair, you know? So it gets them thinking and asking questions. So if you can come up with something more creative like that, it's going to draw people in, you know, to, to you and want to listen to what you have to say. That's probably two. And then three, and I will say this numerous times, please follow up with people. There's nothing worse than going to an event and, um, meeting somebody that you feel like you connected with right off and you're like, man, I really want to do business with this person. Or I know I have business for this person, or I want to use this person for this. And then there's no follow-up, you know, whether it's just a quick email, a text message, uh, find out how the people like to be contacted. You know, me, you will get to me so much faster if you text me, <laughs> you know, whereas a phone call is a little bit harder. Um, I am a mom of five children and I run four businesses. So a phone call isn't always the fastest and easiest way to get a hold of me. So find out from that person, how would you like me to follow up with you? And they'll tell you, listen, text me, you'll get to me faster. Or, you know, if, our, if they sit at a desk a lot, send me an email, right? So find out how they want to be uh, contacted, but always follow up because it, it shows on your character as well. That's probably three. Number four, I would say is listen, you know, uh, my mom always told me as a kid, we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. <laughs> so use it. Uh, listen to what people have to say, you know, really engage in the conversation um, and ask questions. If there is a business or a profession or if you're in, like you said, a room full of chiropractors, you know, and you are struggling with something in your business and you want uh somebody, you know, you know, another chiropractor who's very successful in whatever you're struggling with, have questions prepared for them. You know, so most people can sit and talk about themselves all day. 
You know what I mean? It's not a problem. So they love to talk about themselves. So the more questions that you have, uh, the more uh, engaged they are with you, the more likely they are to want to do business with you because you're showing an interest on both sides. Uh, so definitely have questions prepared uh, that you have for them. And like I said, they, they love to answer questions about themselves. And if they are not as comfortable in a networking setting, it kind of draws them in and makes them feel more comfortable, makes them feel part of something. Um, and patience, I would say, is probably the last thing, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. So um, just make sure that you're building those relationships, cultivating them. Um, if you have those, you know, you have people that you've built relationships with your whole life, you know, but you still talk to them every so often. You know what I mean? Make sure that you're still cultivating those relationships and keeping them strong so that you don't lose that business or you lose that good relationship contact. I mean, those are probably, I would say, the biggest things that I, I would say makes you a successful networker for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Those are great. Those are fantastic tips. I mean, listening, um, most people, when they, when they think about networking, it's usually, and the people listening to my podcast are usually in startup mode or getting their businesses launched or, and they're doing the groundwork. They're out there trying to meet because they understand the more hands you shake, the better your chances of at least getting referrals or, or getting, drumming up some new business, but listening, you know, the, when I coach my uh, clients in, in the chiropractic field, they're like, what can I be doing more of them? And it's usually listening. And I don't start it off like that. I don't tell them, Hey, go out there and listen. It's, it's more, how do I get a contact with a dentist or how do I get a, into contact with a pediatrician or how do I get in contact with the massage therapist? I'm like, listen to them. You know, when, when you come in hot and talk about yourself, no one really cares. You know, they get that all day, every day. I'm sure in, in your salon as well, people walk in market all the time. Hey, you need a new mm -hmm. phone line. You need a new internet connection. You're like, yeah, every week you guys come by. You don't want to be another spectrum. You want to be uh, somebody who's coming in saying, hey, I take care of your ideal client in a different industry. I'm a chiropractor. You're a hairdresser. 40-year-old women, I mean, we take care of them. That that's the thing we can come in. How can I refer women to you? And, that's, and I actually learned just through the two networking things I went, how to refer to you. I'm like, mm -hmm. you, you brought in a cool thing on, on your aspect about, you know, COVID and how much it taught you about hair. And, um, that's how, that's how we, uh, you guys, <laughs> and that's how we did that. So, um, that was really cool. That was really cool. How we did, how we did that. And listening is how you get people to get you into maybe a lunch date or a coffee date or something where you can learn more about them. So mm -hmm. when I'm teaching about startup mode, I'm telling them, listen to who they are, ask them the questions about their business. They're going to be super engaged by telling you all about themselves and just naturally human instinct at the very end is like, Oh, by the way, Jacqueline, what do you do? How can I, you know, how can I refer to you? Of course they want to reciprocate that at the end. Yes. That's how you know you've done a great interview or a great network. And that can be done in one minute. It could be done in one hour. It doesn't matter how long it takes, but that's my tips for them. And that's what I learned a lot through you was like, listen, if you listen, that's probably the biggest one. I, and most people will go to put your best foot forward as the number one thing when you network. But I think it's listening. I think you can come in with ripped jeans. And if you're a great listener, I think that's a great network, uh, time, time out of your day, rather than coming in in a business suit and being a horrible listener. Mm -hmm. uh, th those are some great tips there. And that's what I learned from you. No, definitely for sure. And I tell people, um, like you said, you're you're mostly talking to startup businesses. I would definitely, um, if you're looking to really like 
you know, be jump right out of the gate, definitely go to those businesses that are able to refer you all day, every day. You know, like I send a ton of business to chiropractors. It's easy for me. Women come to me and they complain to me about everything. You know what I mean? So pain is usually one of them. Um, marriage therapists, those are other ones. But to <laughs> me, those are people that can give you business all day, every day, instead of just trying to meet as many people as you possibly can meet. Um, I always say, my husband will tell you that I am his largest referral source because I give him, oh, you're done with that job, babe. Okay, here's another one for you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But it's not always reciprocal. You know, for my husband to tell a woman that, hey, I think you need a hairdresser, she probably would punch him in the face, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. definitely not going to get that job, you know what I mean? But so you have to kind of think about the people, like you said, that the focused, you know, we focus on the same type of clientele, but we're in non-competing businesses. So go after those first like you said, you know, sometimes you just drive with people. I do uh, a disc assessment training as well. I'm certified to do that. And those ones are always fun. A lot of times you don't always mesh with everybody. And it's mm -hmm. typically comes down to a personality thing. So if you ever do a disc assessment, I definitely highly recommend it. The first few times you'll take it, you'll learn a little bit more about yourself. And then you will learn how to read other people too. So a lot of it's just changing. Um, sometimes it's changing how loud you speak. Sometimes it's changing how fast you speak. Uh, sometimes you, you, sometimes it's, it's the questions that you ask. Um, when I sit down with somebody for the first time, the first thing I usually, you know, after we get our pleasantries out of the way, okay, so how can I help you? You know, and they, they kind of like look and they're like, oh, uh, I, I don't know. Can you help me? I'm like, well, that's why I'm here. You know, I've helped a lot of people. I've been in this area a long time. I can't tell you 100% I can, but I can tell you I will 100% try to help you. Um, mm -hmm. So those are the types of questions as a seasoned networker. That's what I do. Um, but a lot of times people don't know what to ask, you know. So if you're sitting and you're having a one-to-one -one with somebody and they're, you know, they don't necessarily know to ask you, you're like, hey, you know how you can help me? you know, and then just tell them. And then they're like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, I can do that. You know, maybe a little after the relationship is built a little bit more, but sometimes it's just asking people for help. You know, don't be afraid to ask because we all need help in something, even me myself. Can't tell you at this moment, anything off the top of my head, <laughs> but I'm sure there is something, you know, that I always say, oh, you know what else? I need help with this, you know? And most of the time in that type of a business relationship, most people are willing to help you do whatever they can to help you. And then of course that is always reciprocal. Absolutely. That's great. Make the ask, right? We, we talk about that. It's the hardest thing we can do as humans is make an ask, uh, especially with newer people we've met or, but it's some of the strongest friendships are built off of a solid ask at the beginning, mm -hmm. you know? showing not your weakness, but showing your need. Vulnerability. Uh, vulnerability can go a long, long way in that. that that's yes. really cool too. And the disc assessment. For all you guys listening right now, you have to do a disc assessment on yes. yourself, number one. And number two, many of you have staff that you work with. You need to know their disc profile in order to train them properly, know their strengths, build off their strengths, and then help them with their weaknesses. You definitely need this. This is was, was an aside, but a great lay in by Jacqueline here about the disc assessment totally. And there's different ones you can do. Jacqueline mm -hmm. said, there's not just two personality types out there. There's 13. We never did get into the depth of all that and yeah. we don't need to right now, but, <laughs> but that's, but that's the way it goes with all. We don't that. have enough so, time on this podcast today. <laughs> yeah, we do not. We do not. But yeah, the disc assessment, definitely. If there's one thing you yes. walk away with today from this podcast is go look up a disc or maybe do you have a resource for a good disc assessment? Um, a pretty decent one is uh, 16personalities.com. I know that one is free. Um, it's a little bit more in depth. Uh, there's actually 32 different personality styles. The disc is off of the, the four main. Yeah. Um, 
but there's actually the 16, it actually takes the four and puts them into four. So it's quite a bit more in depth like that. And then there's actually, um, I think there's little links on the side that you can clip on the descriptions of what it all is and read into it. So yeah, that's a pretty, right. that's one that I send a lot of people to um, if it's just an online thing or something like that without having them in front of me with an own set of questions. But that's great. I can't think of another one at the moment. I Bergs, I think there's Bergs as well. I'd have to okay. look it up. That's great. Cause I used to use the Tony Robbins one that he had for okay. free. It's no longer free. It is no so, longer free. Yeah, yeah. I love Tony Robbins. I do. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is no one. longer free though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Similar. For sure. So definitely run your disc uh, profile. So if you listen to this podcast, you're turning it off right now and you're going to go run your disc profile yes. because it's so important if you don't know who so you important. are, first mm -hmm. of all, how you, how you do that. Is networking worth it? Of course it's worth it. Yes. If you do, if you do the right and you find the right groups. Mm -hmm. So what's your tip for, let's say, let's say health providers are listening to this right now and they decide, okay, I'm going to go check out that networking group. Um, how do they know if it's worth it? The base, I mean, referrals are not the best way because once you go in on, in the first week, you may not get a referral. Mm -hmm. But how do how do you know you're going to contribute your time for the next year or two years every Tuesday for breakfast at the same place, same time? Uh, how do you know if it's worth it? Like uh, going into it, this is what providers want to know: is it is it worth it? Of course, you have to scope it out. But what else? Mm -hmm. I think you have to go into it knowing what you want out of it. You know, not everybody joins it for the referrals. Uh, some people just join it as a, uh, as a, to build their network. Um, mm -hmm. I've talked to people before, you know, that went in, they're like, you know, I, I kind of have enough business, but I have people that ask me for contacts all the time. And I don't really know anybody who's a plumber. I don't know an electrician. I don't know, you know, another good chiropractor, you know, I don't know these people. So they, so going into it, I think you have to know what you're looking for. Um, and then of course it's called network, not net, sit or net eat. So um, it takes work, you know, and um, so I think that people sometimes have an unrealistic expectation, which might be on the groups themselves, you know, on what they're going to get out of it. You know, they they have their salespeople, they do the sales pitch at the end of it. Um, I tend to be more of a realist on, listen, if you work this, this will work for you. If you do the, the things the way and then the steps that I show you, you will make money from this. However, it's going to take effort on your part. So, um, I think it's definitely first off, they need to see if it's something they have time for. Mm -hmm. I don't know anybody. I can honestly tell you, I don't know one person that I've ever met that did it and did it the right way that didn't make money from it. Uh, I, I don't. Um, but like I said, it's something that they have to figure out if they have time for because it takes time in the beginning, especially if you're building a business, you need to get out there and just really meet people. But it sure as heck beats cold calling and sending out flyers and walking business to business. Uh, so I think that kind of it zeroes in really quickly on where you want to be. And then you find those other people that are in the same uh, non-competing businesses as you. And then that's where you really, I feel like that's your sweet spot. So to me, it's, it's a no brainer. It's worth it. You know, whatever you decide to join, just make sure that you're, you're giving it your all and you're working at it and you'll make money. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and the deeper the roots you build, which take time, being patient, you know, that's number five that you said, be patient. Um, they may not be the, the funny joke I have with chiropractors is that if you go to if you go to a networking group, you're going to automatically get five new patients from that group. <laughs> they're going to be members <laughs> in the group. And they're like, yeah. you know what, I've been meaning to see a chiropractor. So it, it's usually works out with a provider or maybe even a, in a hairdresser as well. You go to mm -hmm. a new group they're like, yeah, I got to come see you for my hair. You'll get a new patient from that. But those people end up being your best referrers 
for long periods of time. So when yes. I started here six years ago in a different group, those people still constantly refer to me. You'll see them on mm -hmm. Facebook. They'll pop up. They'll say, nope, go to full life chiropractic, um, which is super cool. And yeah. they don't get adjusted. They don't come in. Mm -hmm. They live on the mm -hmm. other side of town, whatever it may be. But when they see something, they're business providers, they're business owners as well. Mm -hmm. so they know that they're they helping out by doing it. They want to do it. They feel like they want to mm -hmm. do it. And I do the same for them too. So, and here we are six years later and they continue to refer. Mm -hmm. um, so there's strengths that come with the patience of being mm -hmm. there. So just don't write things off yet. But if you know you do those five things going into a networking group, I think it's always worth it. It's always mm -hmm. worth it because it's hyper local. It's around your business. And you guys are all helping the same demographic of people that are looking for business or mm -hmm. looking to be customers for certain mm -hmm. things. So if they've got money to get their HVAC uh, cleaned out, they probably have money to get their hair done. If they got money to get their hair done, they probably have money to go get to see yeah, a chiropractor and it all, it all goes mm -hmm. together. So you're all helping the same demographic as well. My tip from my experience is once you get in and you get rooted and you love these groups is to build your click is yes. to get the people in your industry in there so you mm -hmm. have a hyper referral source together and you work together. Mm -hmm. A naturopath, a homeopath, a chiropractor, an acupuncturist, a massage therapist, a physical therapist, mm -hmm. all those things in, within that group. So you build your group, which mm -hmm. helps the entire group, but within your group, you've got a power source that refers to all the time and they become your your click, which is super Absolutely. cool. Mm -hmm. click, click for, for business, sure. not click for yeah. personality. That's never yeah, cool. No, <laughs> no, no, no clicks, no clicks. No I clicks. get what you mean though. Yeah. yeah. Your little team yourself. You have your own group within yeah. a group. The healthcare team, the, mm -hmm. the self-care team, the, the construction team, the mm -hmm. trades team. And then you got a great solid group of 25 members. I mean, then that drums up lots of business, which is really, yeah, that's what I've learned. Sure. Maybe I should start one. Yeah. We don't have to do <laughs> yeah, that. You, you, you do that. I got no time for that. No, for sure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Did we cover everything? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I would just tell you one don't. Uh, I always try to keep things super positive. But yeah. one thing, if you're going to join one, do not sell to your members. Mm -hmm. I always tell them, look at the entire group of people as your sales force. Those who have businesses, you have sales teams meetings, right? What do you do with those sales teams meeting? They teach you how to sell to your clients, right? So look at the group of people as your sales team. Teach them educate them on how to go out and sell for you right, right? don't try and sell to will you get business from people absolutely because to mm -hmm. me like you said you're the chiropractor if i'm in a group with you well i'm going to come try you first because for me to refer you without knowing what kind of chiropractor you are it comes back on my name and ultimately mm -hmm. it's my reputation you know that it's on so yes you will get business from the people in the group however you want to teach them what is the, you know, I always say, what is your best referral source? If you could have the best, you know, what do you consider your ideal prime referral source? You know what I mean? And you would probably say an acupuncturist, you know, a nutritionist, a um, something like that. You know, hairdressers are great for you too, but something like that. Those are what you're going to tell me. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to try to find those people for you. Because yeah, I can refer my neighbors, I can refer my family, I can refer my friends, but those people are going to refer you their clientele, which is bigger than any one referral that you could get from one person in the group. So don't sell to the members of the group, teach them, educate them on how to sell for you. Yes. That is, that's a big thing I feel Great that Great people tip. do. <laughs> And that's how those those members become patients and try us out is because I didn't sell to them. I was just, they right. were asking me questions. Mm -hmm. They were listening to me. And at the end, they're like, I should probably come try you out. Yeah. And that's probably mm -hmm. exactly what they're doing is like, well, he's a great chiropractor. I feel fully confident 
to refer my network Absolutely. to them because mm-hmm. it makes you look bad if it's bad. I'm yeah. sure you give a great buzz cut, but I haven't tried you yet. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's good. No there. problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. That was super useful. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I hope that helps you out. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. It does. Yeah. Take care. All right. You too. Bye. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe, like, share, and leave a rating. It helps get our podcast out to more listeners. Also, join Marketing 101 for Chiropractors on Facebook or visit us at EnricoD.com for more information on growing and scaling your business.